The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Craig, and yes, the Jets flew directly into the black hole. I love it. That and more here on show 448. Before I start on this epic show, and believe me, these shows are getting better and better and more fun to do, by the way, I just need to thank all the contributors who helped the Raider Nation podcast be what it is. We thank you very much. A lot of support from the Raider Nation, and that is very, very cool. The fans, the friends, I mean, Randy and I have had a terrific uh, experience doing this show. It's an honor to do this show. And man, you guys are the bomb. That's all I got to say about that. All right, let's get to the show. All right, on today's show, we will have post game for the J-E-T-S into the black hole. And that was the end of that, boy. What a game, what a contest, what a team. Then the pregame for the Steelers. Yeah, they don't have the steel curtain. Matter of fact, it looks more like a shower curtain. Uh, Roethlisberger has been hurt. Bell's out. Uh, looks good for the Raiders, but this is a trap game, folks. I'm just here to tell you, I'm feeling a little trappy on this one, but not crappy. <laughs> Let's get that straight. And I have a short take on the biggest hater on first take, the prognosticating, prognosticator, the $50 word man, the guy who has to be right, uh, even if he's wrong, Stephen A. Smith, hating on us, but also giving us the possibilities of a playoff? Really? (laughs) Stephen A. Smith, please. All that and the bone line should wrap it up. I'm loving this rate of football, and I know you are too. Hey, BSPN, what's up? (laughs) I love it. The New York Jets come to Oakland, the Mecca, the Black Hole. (laughs) And it was like the Twilight Zone for everybody but the Raider Nation. (laughs) Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Holmes outside of him, Bradley left, quick throw, back pylon, fade, touchdown! Beautifully done, Tom. Here's the extra point here by Sebastian Janikowski. And the Raiders have the lead now as they go right down the field on the first drive of the game. Second down, Tankar in the gun. Three by one formation. Three are left. 
Amari Cooper singled up over the middle. Wide open, Michael Crabtree. First down, Raiders breaks a tackle. Touchdown! Raiders! Crabtree jumps into the black hole. He got wide open over the middle of their zone, and they could not tackle him. The Raiders need to get to the Jet 47. They're just across midfield on the 49 of the half. They go empty now. Two right, two left. Lee Smith stays in the block. Deep ball, right sideline. Andre Holmes! He's got it! Touchdown! Raiders! They beat him again over the top! Andre Holmes' second touchdown of the game. And this one is a bomb over the right sideline on Antonio Cromartie. Gino under center, straight drop. He's got a great deep throwing on. He's taking a shot for Marshall. Intercepted by Charles Woodson. He gets up on top 40. Midfield and the save's down. He runs out on the Jet 41, but they're going to say he's by contact. Charles Woodson with another interception. His fifth of the year. And his 65th of his career. He runs right over the Raiders sideline. Takes his helmet off and takes the a beautiful day in Oakland. Was forecast to rain. No go, bro. Not a drop of rain. I think maybe a drop of rain, but that was about it. It was a beautiful warm day. It was beautiful to see the green, the gangrene come on into town and get the classic booing they deserved. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, there was a lot of fans in the park lot that did not understand the hatred of the Jets. In the 60s, the Jets were the bane of the existence of the Oakland Raiders. Joe Namath, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, thank you. Great, <laughs> John, good to be with you guys. Uh, it it is such a you. thrill. I am such a huge fan. I wish we could talk to you for hours. But, Joe, we lost the great Kenny Stabler. And, uh, you know, I was looking at it last night because, to me, you guys were the two coolest quarterbacks of the 70s. Every every young guy my age wanted to grow up and be either Joe Namath or Snake Stabler. You guys never faced each other during an NFL game as far as the Jets versus the Raiders. Uh, the last time you faced the Raiders as a Jet was in 72 when LaMonica played that, that Monday night game. Uh, do you have any Snake stories? You guys must have hung out off the field being a couple of Bama boys. <laughs> I don't have any snake stories that I'd tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the good you know, ones. Yeah, that's, I, that's mean, I love Kenny as a buddy. I, I loved him. You know what? Any team, any team that, that that's a decent team, Kenny Stabler would make a better team. I, I still, uh, I don't know about uh, salutations and awards so much, uh, but... Kenny Stabler could have led any team to a championship that was was a little bit good. And you can't say that about uh, too many quarterbacks. That man, he could play some ball uh, all the time. I, I just thought he was a real champion. And hopefully he's going to join you in February and then uh, over the summer in the ultimate team, and that is the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which I think he's got a good chance to make. Uh, I, I, I do want to talk to you. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get at. I yeah. think, really, yeah. honest yeah. to goodness, that's what I'm trying to get at. No, yeah. Kenny was as sharp, as good as everybody that's ever played the game at one time or another and for a number of years. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, Kenny's one of the absolute, one of the best that, that's ever played. And again, uh, any good team, any mediocre team he'd make better, and any good team he'd win a championship with. We're talking to the Hall of Famer, the great Joe Namath, popping Lund here on 95.7 The Game. We want to ask you one more uh, football question about the, the way the philosophy, the way it is in the NFL, and, and obviously it's a copycat league, and you watch the Patriots. It's always it's been dink and dunk, and then after the after the throw, the run after the catch. But at what the Patriots did to the Seahawks, and you're seeing it more than ever now. We were looking at a box score before you came on in one of your games. You completed 15 passes for 496 yards. You used to, you used to go down the field, and you just you just don't six see that touchdowns. Yeah, six touchdowns. Fifteen. Johnny passes. Unitas was on the other side. Yeah, there. versus Unitas, 496 yards. You just don't see that anymore. You know, you guys, uh, you know, I know you guys know the games changed big time. And for the best, I believe, for entertainment-wise and all that, running more plays, using the clock. Going back to, to 78, 1978, some of your folks might not be able to remember that long ago. or were born, probably. But I was a little upset because my last season was 77, and they finally changed the bump and run <laughs> yep. in 78. Uh, used to be they could dump the receiver all over the field until the ball was in the air. And they finally gave the liberty to linemen, offensive linemen and blockers, to be able to extend their arms, their hands, and be able to utilize them while blocking. Uh, and changing the 15-yard penalty to 10-yard penalty. The game opened up more. But it is a copycat league. I love it today. I'm watching it as a fan. More so than ever. I love the up-tempo. I think that's sensational. And, and the players are bigger, faster than ever. It's just that uh, I scratch my head sometimes when I see receivers holding their hands wrong, trying to catch a pass, letting the ball climb on there and get on their chest. Seeing guys running down the field and blocking them in the back, blocking another guy in the back. Uh, it's still between the ears, fellas. You know, there's a great part of it uh, that is between the ears, what's in the head and how the athlete uses his head, uh, especially in the heat when it's a, it's a volatile situation. So... Uh, poise, execution, uh, those are two words that we've Eubank. Uh, the Hall of Fame football coach that won the championship with the Baltimore Colts and, and then with the Jets, as you guys know, uh, there's only one league now, so there's not any football coaches on uh, pro ball that have won championships in two leagues except for all weave. Uh, poison execution. I, I think today, again, a lot of the cats lose their poise out there on the field and uh, get unnecessary penalties. Uh, you beat yourself more times than the opponents beat you. Let me put it that way. You make mistakes, and uh, uh, it's, it's the teams that can keep their poise and execute that uh, continue to win. You were talking about, about poise, and I, I was thinking Al Davis. And, uh, you know, Al was the commissioner of the AFL when you signed with Sonny Werblin and, and was a Jet. Uh, talk about your relationship with Al after he came back to the Raiders, and just, just talk about, I know he wanted you to be a Raider, but it was probably impossible for him to ever get you. But what was your relationship like with Al Davis, Joe? It started before that, you guys, and you, you, you'll appreciate this. Right after my rookie season, we were down at Monmouth Racetrack, 
Mr. Davis, uh, Mr. Roblin, Mr. Hess, uh, Mr. Rislin, the owners of the Jets, and, and uh, Al and I were sitting together. I call him Mr. Davis, certainly out of respect, man, that, uh, you know, guys uh, around him might call him Al, but uh, I'm sitting with him at Mama Thrace track, and uh, we're talking about the horses and all, and then we slip over to football, and, oh, uh, you know, he says, you know what, Chases, let me ask you about the... When you when you going back, you looking at the middle linebacker or a strong safety or free safety? So what are you reading it when you when you're going back? I said, well, Mr. Davis, whenever I start to go back, and I stopped, and I looked at him, and I started laughing, and he started laughing, and we did not finish that particular topic. He was always trying to get an edge. <laughs> Don't you, bag One time we were in Shea Stadium practicing, and there's one guy sitting all the way up uh, the highest tier you could get in Shea. One guy. And we've always believed in practicing close to game time, so we didn't have to be out there until noon every day, and we got on the field about 1, 1.30. So there's one guy up there, and Coach Eubank says, Who is that? Who is that? The guy can't hear. Weave's talking to himself, but he's talking to everybody. Hampton, he calls he calls our equipment manager and sends him all the way up to the top of the stadium. Well, Hampton's going up there. Coach Eubank says, if that's not Al Davis, my God, he, he was set by Al Davis. I know, that's one of Al's first finals. Oh, you know it was Al. We went out there at 65. The field was nice and dry on Saturday. We practiced. That evening, uh, our kicker, Jim Turner, and Coach Eubank were complaining about the footballs being too soft a lot of the time because George Blander liked to kick the softer ball. We went out there the next day. The field was wet. It was sopping wet. It was mushy. And it didn't rain overnight. We went a little Mr. Davis was good. He was slick, and uh, I think he was right. He had something there about not wanting to merge the leagues at that time. If there were still two leagues, uh, I don't know what it would be. But it's it's a monster of a a league now because of the great sport. Uh, and before he beat uh, he beat Johnny U and Earl Morrill in Super Bowl three, yep. he had to beat the Raiders in the AFC Championship right. the year before, week before. Uh, that is the toughest, toughest, yeah. toughest game yeah. physically. I was ever in personally, but we won. <laughs> that we won. The Raiders were tough. They were absolutely a wonderful team, and uh, it was that victory, winning that game against the Raiders, that really uh, got us. I, I knew we were a confident bunch because we had a good team, didn't make mental errors in our last six games of the season or so. We had lost three games that season, and two of them were to the last-place teams in the AFL. And I had thrown about a dozen interceptions uh, in those two games. Anyway, beating the Raiders that day, that did a world of good for our confidence going in against the Colts, man. The Raiders were good. They, they were top-notch. That's awesome. Joe, the great Joe Namath, the Hall of Famer again. Joe, it was our pleasure. Thank you so much. 
Well, thank you, Greg John. I hope to visit with you again sometime, yeah, man. Thrill of a lifetime. Thrill of a lifetime. The Raiders great. play the Jets. I'll be thinking of you all day on Sunday, sir. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Many tough games. A lot of blood, tears, and teeth left on the field from these two franchises. So the Jets, for me, definitely a hated organization. I just want to point that out to you because not too many people really remember the Jets Raiders because uh, there have been some epic contests, and this one wasn't. <laughs> Let's just talk about it for a second. The tailgate was off the chain as usual. Kings for Kirk and company putting it down, bro. Speaking of tailgates, bad boys of barbecue. Oh, my God. Wow. Did Kirk do it well there over in the RV lot? That ain't a tailgate. That's a party. Yeah. That's an yeah. experience. You, you, were, you were at a dance party, for God's sake. Oh, that my. was right next door. Yeah. I mean, they they had the best barbecue. They had oysters. You name it, they had it. It's a, They have trailers. Anna showed up and immediately started pounding hard alcohol. Oh, yeah. Wow, they we got to talk about that next. Yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. Bad Boys of Barbecue. Bad boy, yes. They did have a stripper pole. Yes, they did. You <laughs> were the one on it. You were on the stripper no, pole bro, yesterday, bro. love? Oh, was yeah. It? Really? Getting down. Oh, oh man. Oh, really? Were, were they making it rain for you? Were they throwing dollar just, bills at I you? No. Everyone's like, what are you doing, dude? I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to get a beer. Why are you taking up all this space to strip when no one's interested? <laughs> I was drunk. Yeah. I mean, they put it down, and you know if you've been there, and several people have come. We had four young lads from London. Thank you, fellas, for everything you did. A couple of nice, beautiful people from Scotland. The Raider Nation travels far and wide. We have people from Denver. My good brother, Colorado Chris. Oh, and Oscar, uh, the Raider Wild, was up in the house as well. A great bunch of Raider fans were getting it done. Uh, Skulls was in the house. I can't even tell you. All my friends in the parking lot, and we were rocking it. A confident bunch of fans. We were feeling good. We thought we had a great chance to beat the Jets, unlike everybody else, to include, mind you, and this is no crap. Rich Gannon on Sirius NFL Radio predicted that we would lose to the Jets at home because of their overpowering defense <laughs> well Derek Carr threw four TDs and a total of 333 yards to take the Jets down 34 to 20 in an epic beatdown of gang green I'm going to tell you right now the best O-line I've seen with the Raiders in over a decade was going down there how many times was DC sacked yesterday <laughs> did he even get sacked zero <laughs> The Jets came into that game with 11 sacks on the season. They're one of the most aggressive pass rushing units in the league. They blitz more than anybody except for Arizona coming into that game. More blitzes than anyone but Arizona. He wasn't sacked a single time. Credit his pocket presence. Credit the receivers for getting open. Credit the offensive line. Carr's been sacked one time in two games. None this game. I don't even think he got dirty. He did get hit a couple times pretty hard, though, I got to tell you. And one thing, I'll just get it straight right now so I don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. No one's talking about it. Derek Carr has arrived. Derek Carr has arrived. He's thrown a couple of floaters, but for the most part, this young man has figured it out. Uh, Derek Carr, to you guys, 
But look, you're Raider Nation, and you haven't had a quarterback since Rich Gannon. You're pretty excited about it. But what are you guys seeing from Derek Carr? Is this legit stuff, or or two years from now, or are we going to go, oh, we thought we had it? I think the combination of talent, uh, the offensive coordinator, Billy Musgrave, I, I think has done an outstanding job with putting together an offense that really, uh, you know, benefits him. And what really shocked me was this week, the way we ran the football and the way our offensive line responded to that front seven of the New York Jets. They were unbelievable. I think far as pass protection, this might be the best offensive line in pass protection. Not maybe run. Eight sacks on the year and none on Sunday. When you look at this offensive line, the way that they protect Carr because they believe in him. Because the way that he speaks life into every individual. We had Taiwan Jones on the other morning, and he talked about the importance of what Carr does and what he brings. He says this guy can walk in and walk to different receivers and make guys feel that they're better than what they are because he believes in them. He has the ability to do certain things that Colin can't do. Colin Kaepernick can't throw guys open. This young man can throw receivers open. He believes in the timing. He makes guys better because he knows where he's going with the ball. And he has that ability, like Peyton Manning, especially Tom Brady. You see Tom Brady. Tom Brady knows just to let that ball go, and it's a trust issue. And you see that in young Carr. He has that same that those same attributes. You know, it's like last week, the throw to Clive Walford down the seam. Yep. That ball right there. Uh, you know, Andre Holmes. The two balls that were thrown to him, they, yeah. they couldn't have been thrown better. He's been, and you know, last year I had my reservations about him because he, he was putting up good stats, but the team wasn't winning. A lot of his touchdowns were late in games, and I, I wasn't sure he was seeing the field properly. He would get fooled into that smoke route to James Jones, and uh, it just wasn't really. He was leaving a lot of yards on the field, and even early in the year, a couple back of the end zone throws he was missing, a couple sideline routes. He was playing just okay. But since the bye week, he has been just extraordinary. He's missed a couple of throws here and there. But and I, I the, the throws you point out, the Andre Holmes, the way he got that up and down so fast was just incredible. It made a, what, what usually is a hard catch in the NFL, a, a, back, a, a back of the pie line, old school fade. He made it look easy because the corner couldn't react. But the one throw... And, Lo, I know you watched him a lot in school, being a bulldog. Hmm. The one rap on him, because of the offense he played in school, and he got it out so fast, was that he would not be able to hand down the, hand, handle the rush. He would not stare it down, and he would get it out of his hands so fast. And last year, the, the major criticism I had of him, he would get the ball out of his hands too fast, where routes were not fully developed, and he just he would get it out. So then you're thinking, will he stand in there and take a hit? And there were a couple of throws on Sunday, and one in particular, that third down, big third down, I think it was a dig route to Seth Roberts, where Muhammad Wilkerson came in the A or B gap and just lit him up. And he knew he was going to get hit, and he just he, he, it did not alter his throw, and he made a really big-time throw, and he got annihilated. And he stood in there after, took the shot, delivered it, got up and went and played. I mean, those are the kind of throws that I wasn't sure he could make even a couple of weeks ago, and now he's making. So he's really arrived to me. The last few weeks he is playing in, what would you say, top five or six, seven caliber NFL quarterback. He's playing that well right now. There's no guarantee he'll continue to play, and they'll try to fool him. But right now the young man's on point. I, I totally agree with you. This guy, without a doubt, he's a top six quarterback right now the way that he's playing. The key for him 
is to get started early. And when he gets started early, it just goes, it lasts him the whole game. So that's the, that's been the thing for him is when he gets started early, because we, we know there's been a couple games, you know, Cincinnati stands out, right. Chicago, where if he doesn't get going early, it kind of drags where the last couple games, the last two games, he's gotten started early and it just. Okay. But I also think he's starting to mature. Yeah, I think the, sure. I think the guy that Flip knows last year, that was last year's Derek. I think he's just the last couple of weeks I've seen great growth. And him and the coaching staff and the players and the attitude and the energy is freaking palpable. But boy, doesn't it feel good? It just feels different. Feels great based on history, based on recent history with this team, recent being defined as everything post Rich Gannon Super Bowl. But yeah, not just being four and three, I think it's what what gets everyone excited isn't specifically what they're seeing right now, right in the moment. It's the idea that this organization, this franchise, finally headed in the right direction. Everything you've seen off the field, the hires, the fires, the signings, the draft picks, everything seems to be coming together to give the Raider Nation that viewpoint that, yes, this team is finally competent enough to move in the right direction. And you're seeing it translate on Sundays. I mean, they're not just playing decent football. How good is this offense? This is a really good offense. No quarterback in the NFL has done to the Jets this year what Derek Carr did to them yesterday. Derek Carr posted the best quarterback rating against the Jets this season by a mile. He smoked one of the best defenses in the league yesterday and made it look easy. I'm going to tell you what. I I look at this team and see their consistency on offense. The offensive line protects this young man. They believe so much in Carr. These guys go out of the way. They make sure no one touches him. If you watch, this guy's not sacked a lot. He gets rid of the ball. But that offensive line, Donald Penn and all those guys, they love him. Gabe Jackson, all these offensive line, they went out and said, I'm going to protect our quarterback. If we're going to, when you play chess, always talk about when you play chess. What's the number one thing you do is you protect your king. And Carr is that chess piece that you say, I'm going to get him an offensive line that's going to protect him. I'm going to get him some running backs in here that can help move the chains. Then I'm going to get him some weapons. I'm going to get him receivers, Carr, Cooper. I went out and put the things around Carr, bringing in Crabtree. He said, I'm going to make sure I have a veteran savvy receiver. And I got this young whippersnapper in Cooper that can do things. When you see the way that this team is building, Offense, Gabe's only in his second, third year. You are building a team that can compete here for the next couple of years because you have a good nucleus, old and younger guys that are going to be around. Boy, does a good quarterback change everything. No it question. just changes everything. Gives you a chance. It gives you a chance. You're in games. You, got, you have a quarterback that can go out and compete and play at a high level. It gives you a chance in every game. And that's why this team has been in every single game this year, exception of you know Cincinnati early. This Fine, get it out of be. the system. Yep, you they look back be. on that game now, it seems like a whole lifetime ago. No it seems question. like the old Raider team. And now that we're realizing Cincinnati's a really good football team, that game doesn't look as bad sure. in light of the situation. The Raiders are going places, and your friends and mine are telling me every day about it. <laughs> the jokes about the Raiders are over, folks. That's refreshing. The downfield blocking of the O-line is Absolutely epic. 
Well, how about when they would fake the, the toss outside and then run a counter underneath or try to run back inside, trying to get them to flow? They just had a really good plan. Bill Musgrave is coming up with good stuff, but the players are executing it at a high level now. It's amazing. It goes down to belief. The players have to believe in the plan and believe in who's leading them. You look across the bay, you don't have that. When guys are bought into the system and understand where they're going, guys are pretty good. They'll follow. You take a look over, if you look at this team, Bill, and you think about, okay, what about this Raider team? And we talked about a couple weeks ago, Cincinnati tried to run the ball on third down and fourth down. Everyone looked. They said, what is the hell is he doing? What did he do again in Chicago? Ran the ball, and Clyde got beat on fourth and one. All they had yeah. to do was make a, make a block. Yeah. Think about what he's doing, though. He was building a bully. He said, I'm not going to jack is saying I'm not going to waver what the fans and what the outside noise is. If I'm going to run this ball, I'm going to people we're going to have to go through some growing planes. And now they're still running the ball. They're still staying consistent. So I think, Bill, it's been a process to get them where they're at now. Yeah. And this offensive line, the way they're getting to the second level. The way these guys are getting downfield, throwing blocks, that that's how we're able to make these big, you know, yards after the catch. But yeah. the one thing, Lo, the next level they got to get to is that power running game. When you have the lead and the other team knows they're going to run the ball and you run the ball and anyway. nothing they can do about it. Yeah, but I, and I know the Jet front is great, but it seems like the last couple of games, part of the problem in closing these games out is they can't, like, you know, like uh, Jerome Bettis in Pittsburgh, just you know he's coming and you can't stop him. Can this running game, is Murray good enough to get there where you really have to grind the game out and work that clock? Do they have that kind of power running game yet? I don't think they do. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm looking for. The next, you know, it's next the, gear to this offense right now. You know, Can they do that? And, and Murray's not that guy. If you look at Murray, he, it's, he, watch him. He He's doesn't have that. Guy, he right? doesn't He's have that high. front. Front. He yeah, doesn't have yeah. that forward lean. We've seen it, Papa. We've talked about uh, it. He He's explosive. High. He runs He's going to make that cut. Right. He needs. He. He's going to start one way. And it's either he's going to – what surprised me is he's able to cut both ways pretty well. Because last year it was always start right and he would cut left. And a lot of his big plays were that kind of a run where now he's making them both. Andre Holmes, two TDs. Where did he come from? Crabtree, amazing hand still. And Taiwan Jones, Crabtree and Jones ran through the Jets like they were bada. Right flat, no one to block, one-on-one with Demario Davis. Runs right by him, makes a man miss in space. Still going, he's gone! What a run by Taiwan Jones! Give it to me again! Touchdown! Raiders! New Raiders, baby! An incredible performance of the defense to keep the Jets out of the end zone. And the Raiders just ran right through the Jets. Now, I'm not saying it was perfect. I'm not saying we're a great, great team. But this team is so much improved. We're talking about the playoffs. Let's hear it. Playoffs? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? (laughs) You're damn right. The Raiders look like real business to the NFL. What do you think next week now? As it moves to Pittsburgh, is this, this is going big. to continue? Because if you lose, now you're back to five hundred. I mean, you win this, you're five and three, and we're we're really talking about playoffs. 
Musgrave has his team going. Ken Norton has the defense popping. You know, I was on the sideline and Billy Musgrave was was getting ready to go in, you know, into the tunnel. And he had a smile on his face. He says, he says, Romo, we got something good for them today. So just watch. Geno Smith, he saw his ancestors, bro. He saw his ancestors. He got cracked two solid times, knocked him out. Knocked Fitz out, too. The defense was meaning it, and there was no fear at all on the D side of the ball. Woodson gets his 65th interception. Nine different receivers from Carr. The running game. Latavius Murray, who I still think runs too far straight up. Still, man, under over 100 yards. I think it was 114. This young man and the offensive line and the passing game are a beautiful concert a ballet, may I say, of beautiful football that the Raiders haven't seen in a very long time. And to be quite honest with you, there in the Coliseum, we were all standing there with our mouths up and going, who are these guys? How did we get here? Because the Raiders look like freaking contenders. The good vibe, not just talked about in the locker room or at camp, has expressed itself to the edges of the Coliseum, and every fan feels it. The Raiders in this game were dominant, and they just made the Jets fold up. And to see the Jet fans in the stands fold up was even better. Todd Bowles had no answer for the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders went right after Revis Island, and it had been stormed and taken in minutes. We didn't, we weren't afraid to throw the ball to him. He was on Cooper all day. Cooper caught five balls for, I think, 49 yards. But still, part of that was first downs. Our offense was effective, period. Those, those run plays to the outside were just amazing. The fake toss, I mean... What a game. Our special teams were a little weak, however. I was a little suspect on those. Jano, I think, missed one, too. So we got to straighten up the special teams a little bit. But, man, really, I got nothing to complain about, man. We got a football team in Oakland. Great game, Raiders. Great contest. High fives all the way around. Coaching staff gets an A for sure. Uh, Musgrave, I mean, we got to keep going. We did have a little fade there in the third and fourth, a little bit of, you know, I was afraid there. We always get afraid because that's what we're used to as Raider fans. But we kept it together. If we want to win championships, we got to run all the way through. We know that, and they know that, and it's going to get done. This is a great game. That's all I have to say, and that is all I have to say about that. We're from the town with the great football team. We cheer the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tomlin's our hero. We're still All right, it's the pregame. The Raiders travel November 8th to Heinz Field to face their arch rivals for sure for decades. The Pittsburgh Steelers. 
It's been many years in coming. Just keep that Steelers machinery humming. The Raiders are traveling east, and you know what that means. Most of the time it means, uh-oh, as a fan base. But lately, like I say, the Raiders have changed. It's a 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific time game. They're going to be ready, I am sure. Dan Fouts. He's a Hall of Famer, and uh, he's going to be calling the game with our good friend Ian Eagle, and he joins us now. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're good. We're doing well, Dan. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday, and I know you're back to Western PA for a second straight game. You saw the Steelers last week. So just give me your thoughts. I I, I watched it back uh, this morning. and Ben was good that first series, but it really seemed like that knee brace and the, the left knee injury was bothering him, running away from contact. He got dinged up once, Dan. It didn't seem like he was the same. So what, what did you see from, from Ben on Sunday? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, his mobility was really uh, hampered by the knee brace and, and the lack of confidence in the knee itself. But speaking of knees, when uh, Le'Veon Bell went down with his knee injury, that, that took the life out of the Steeler offense. And uh, it put uh, everything on Roethlisberger, uh, and it just didn't work. So, you know, that was uh, a disappointing return to the lineup for Roethlisberger. But uh, he, he struggled uh, after injuries. He's only 2-5 and five now, and seven times he's come back from having to rehab himself. So uh, he, he should be a lot better this week, a lot healthier, and more used to that brace. That was the first time he's ever worn a brace on anything. And like you said, he'll, he'll be a lot better. But did you expect him to be that guy that is so difficult to uh, bring down in the pocket for the Raiders? Well, the thing about him is he's as big as some of the guys trying to tackle yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a test for the Raiders to, to keep him in the pocket and bring him down. Uh, from one quarterback to another, uh, Derek Carr, your expertise. So what are you seeing from the young uh, Raiders quarterback? Well, it's all up, upside, I tell you. Uh, just studying him in the last couple of games, he looks like a, a 10-year veteran. Uh, and the numbers he's putting up in crucial situations, uh, red zone numbers are – you know, they're like Tom Brady numbers. And then when you look and see what he does against the Blitz, uh, that tells me he's really well coached. Uh, and that entire offense is, is on the same page. The offensive line, they know where the pickup is. The receivers know when there's a hot receiver. And the quarterback knows uh, all of those things. So uh, to me, you know, Derek's got a tremendous future. And then when you have the weapons now all of a sudden in Cooper and Crabtree, uh, to go along with uh, Murray and Jones, uh, that's that's what you're looking for uh, in any football team, and, and that's why they're having success. Yeah, you mentioned the blitz numbers, Dan. Last year he was a rookie quarterback, obviously, but his numbers against the blitz were not nearly as good. His rating was in about 67, and now it's up over 100. And you know, when you watch that game back against the Jets, I mean, I was expecting Todd Bowles and all the overload pressure and it didn't seem like he blitzed that much. So, And also with Pittsburgh now you know, going to this new D coordinator, I heard you guys talking that they're blitzing even more than they blitzed before in Pittsburgh? Yes, they are. And, uh, you know, Keith Butler has worked under Dick LeBeau for a number of years, and uh, Keith was a linebacker himself when he played for the Seahawks. And uh, he liked to blitz when he was with the Seahawks, and uh, that's what they've done a lot this year, and they've been very effective in it. Steeler defense, which was supposed to be the weaker of the two, uh, you know, uh, units on that team, uh, weaker than their offense, uh, they're actually uh, carrying the offense right now. Of course, Roethlisberger was out, and he has come back one game 
against Cincinnati and didn't play very well. But that defense only gave up 16 points to a very potent Bengal offense. You know, obviously you know what it's like to have the weapons, the kind of guys that you had with Kellen Winslow and Wes Chandler and John Jefferson, those type of guys. Uh, when you look at the Raiders and you see what Amari's doing and then he's complimented by Michael Crabtree and the potential of some young tight ends there, Latavius Murray in the backfield, what, what do you see with that group? I see uh, touchdowns, <laughs> lots of touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it starts up front. What, what the Raiders have done up front with that offensive line uh, is really good. They're, I mean, and they're really well coached by Mike Tice. Uh, so it starts there. It gives the quarterback confidence he's going to have time to throw. And then when he does throw it, he's got some uh, dangerous weapons to throw it to or to hand it off to. And, uh, you know, as I said, I see a lot of touchdowns in their future. Well, we like that. We're in the touchdown Raider business, so we like that when they score. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> On the other side of it, you know, you mentioned the injury to Le'Veon Bell, and uh, D'Angelo Williams is a really capable runner, Dan. His first two weeks, he was really good, just a veteran, you know, professional running back. But but with this injury, do you see them really going to Ben and these wide receivers? And speak to the wide receivers they have. Brian has come out of nowhere this year to be a monster. Marcus Wheaton is playing well. We see DHB actually catching the ball above his helmet. And of course, maybe the hardest guy to cover in pro football is Antonio Brown. Uh, no question that uh, Roethlisberger has the receiving weapons. And, and you know, Greg, you almost uh, forget about Heath Miller at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. But in that game against Cincinnati, he was Ben's favorite target. Uh, so, I would expect the Steelers to throw the ball quite a bit more against the Raiders. The Raiders struggling a little bit in their pass defense. But as you know, I think some of that is because they've been ahead so early in games and has forced their opponents to throw the ball, and they've been getting some easy yards. So that's going to be an interesting matchup to see how the Raiders defend You know, Antonio Brown, who's just as quick as you could possibly be. Martavis Bryant at 6'4", 2 10 is is fast. He's a four three guy with size. So uh, Roethlisberger has the weapons to make it interesting. You know, obviously for years you were in San Diego. What what is it like going west to east? The, the Raiders couldn't win in that ten a.m. game for a long time. Uh, they did break that when they went to Cleveland. But how difficult is it west to east as a player? You know, I always felt that when we had the better team and better players than whoever we were playing, we usually won. <laughs> well, we won. So I, I really don't buy that uh, that whole east to west, west east thing. Although the jet, the Jets did look like they were asleep playing the Raiders on Sunday, didn't they? Yeah, they did a little bit. Isn't it fun though, Dan? Raiders, Steelers in a game, not late in the year, but middle of the year, where it's going to have great playoff meaning for both sides. It's going to be a fun game on Sunday. And you know who we're going to be interviewing on the sidelines during the game? Not, not Franco Harris. Yeah, of course. Oh! Oh! Well, leave it to him to stick it. To I, I want, I want Frenchie Fuqua there, Dan, so he could tell the truth one time about that play. <laughs> well, all you have to do is walk through the airport and see the statue. Of yeah, I see. I'm seeing. I know. It. Yep. It's right there. I know. It's yep. incredible. Wherever we land, we got Franco <laughs> Harris right in our face when we get there. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, thanks, Dan. It's always great to talk to you and catch up, and uh, have a great call. Uh, you too, guys. Thanks for Take having care. me. I'll see you Sunday, Danny. Now, I'm not so sure about the Steelers, although the matchup is intriguing, and I do call this a trap game because this is a game that you know and I know that the Raiders can come in there and win. However, the doggone Steelers – could get lucky. There could be a lot of things that could happen in this game, and Roethlisberger could be a beast. And let me tell you, they still have Antonio Brown and Darius Hayward 
Hands of Stone, <laughs> B. <laughs> uh, they got that guy, and he's been playing pretty good for them, and I'm sure he's going to want to come back and try to get some revenge or whatever. Uh, Antonio Brown, you got to deal with, obviously. So what he do you, what scares do you me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the receiver, he's, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah, to me, you got to double him. Yeah. Somehow, How about the someone. other guy? Brian's pretty good. Yeah, he Brian. is, too. And they got DHB in yeah. that tight end. Heath Miller's really good. Brothersberger was injured, and last game he didn't look very good, but they did play the Bengals, and that's a tough squad, as we know. They lost Le'Veon Bell, which is a pretty big loss for them, but D'Angelo Williams, who's also a running back, was putting up 100 yards a game before that uh, Bell came back from his suspension. Now they 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 like to they like to really pressure you in the front. They have a middle a nose tackle. Uh, let's see, is Daniel McCullers? This guy's like a refrigerator, and he's big and he's fast and he's strong. It's going to be a tough day for the Oakland Raiders offensive line. Not that I don't think they could take it. I do. Steelers always play the Raiders tough, as the Raiders do to the Steelers. Now, the O-line of the Steelers is not the best. They're not giving Ben a whole lot of time, but the guy's as big as a tree. You know, they have him listed at 240. Well, I think he was 240 when he was in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> he's huge. So, you know, and he's strong, and he's got that ability to shake guys off and find guys down the field. Even though he's injured, he can't run as well. He's going to be a little bit better in this game because he's had time to rest after his injury and after his comeback, I think he'll be a little bit better because he'll be able to practice for this game on Sunday. It's a tough AFC contest, folks. Not an easy, easy game at all. And Steelers fans are no joke. They're great fans, and they show up big, big, big. Our front seven on defense is beastly, may I say the least. Khalil Mack is showing up along with the rest of the defense, and I think we can get some pressure for sure. Uh, We might not be able to bring Ben down, but we can certainly keep him from throwing the ball comfortable in the pocket. I think we should make him run. I think his knee is not completely ready, and I think good penetration will keep the running game like the Jets game uh, to a zero or close to it. This is the best run defense, Bill, Easily going back to your team that went yeah. to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it, Probably is it better. better than your group? Probably better. Yeah, I was going to say that. Across the board, I would say better. They're going to use cross blitzes like they've done before. It's an old defense. They're going to load up a lot more blitzes than cars seen before. This Sunday, you know they're going to blitz the hell out of them. And they're going to blitz with those cross you know, dogs in the middle of the field. The old Steeler blitz, even though Dick LeBeau's gone, they're doing the same thing. And they're going to come at him. The one thing that surprised me about the game, Lowe, and I know I, I was shocked how well they ran the ball, but they also ran it wide. They had a great plan. Yeah. But I didn't see Todd Bowles with the overload blitzes like I thought. He used pretty much his front four. He didn't blitz his, 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 you know, the cat blitz off the slot corner. Sure. sure. He, and he, are, they, are they now afraid to blitz Derek Carr? Absolutely, it, Pops. Absolutely. Really? They, they said, Already? If you go watch this guy, when teams are blitzing him, he has a higher, he has just about the same type of rating as Brady. 
Go go look at the stats. Yeah, you're that's, right. That's, is it is it that or is it the respect he sees of, of, receivers? of yeah. the receivers? Yeah. Well, so he's got to get it out. He's got to get it out to the right too. guy. He's got a plan. Last year, his numbers low against the blitz was really low. Teams sure, blitzed sure. him. But he was young. He's a kid. He's making the proper advancements. He's just doing it now at a really high level. It's exciting. Let, let me ask you guys, because we, we've been comparing and contrasting Kaepernick. Where Kaepernick doesn't have the time behind the line, doesn't have the type of weapons, how much is, is, is this Derek yeah, maturing Kaepernick being great? Kaepernick had Crabtree last no, year, John. Well, I'm why, saying, I'm why, saying why, right, why is Crabtree I'm, better here? No, what I'm saying is right now for Derek Carr, how much is it? He's, he's been sacked eight times. He didn't get sacked against the Jets, so the line's doing their job. Uh, he has only once, right. only once against the Chargers. Right, but he 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 hits nine different receivers, and it's Cooper, it's Crabtree, Clive is starting to play. Taiwan Jones makes a great play. So how much is this is Derek, and then how much is he's got weapons in an offensive line helping him out? Well, what's the mix? Here? But also too, a lot of these throws are really quick throws, and it's a lot of yak yards. I mean the I mean Taiwan Jones run Taiwan Jones exactly run. a lot of these runs are yards after the catch which you gotta you know attribute that to the receivers of you know getting playmakers yeah they're making plays but be, one thing you have to look at is how the offensive coordinator calls the game yep and and look at the volume of the pre snap motion the the uh, complexity of the Raider offense the last couple of weeks. I don't know what it is, what they did during the bye week, self-scouting, or they're giving him a lot more to do. There's all kinds of shifting. They're saying, we believe in you now. You can run this NFL-caliber offense with all the complexities like a veteran quarterback. I think when they first had him, they didn't quite know who this kid was. I think now they believe in him, and he's backing up their belief with the full volume and knowledge of the offense. And he's, he's missing a few throws here and there, but he's he's playing amazing. Yes, he has the weapons, but if you don't know how to use the weapons, what good are you? I hope our line can take it. I know Carr can get out of the way. I just hope he doesn't get hurt. I'm telling you, man, this this this, this tackle that's in the middle is a mauler. It's going to be a good test for our offensive line. I think it's going to be a passing game. I think that's what they're going to depend on because I don't know if they think they can't run the ball. They're going to try, but I think eventually it's going to come down to passing. And I think that's what we have to do is cover their receivers. It's going to be tough. When I look at it, Bill, I look at the Raiders. If you said one deficiency for this Oakland Raiders team, it's secondary. Hey, you, you saw the Jets move the ball against us. You know, they moved the but you know, even with a backup quarterback, they were moving the 240 ball. Two hundred and forty some yards with the backup, and he's not yeah. and he's Gino's secondary is playing better though, right? Yeah, no, they, they are DJ better. And oh, yeah. been it, good. Was, yeah, I'm, I'm, it was a bend but not break mentality. Isn't the key against Roethlisberger, though? You just can't get here, him down. So you've got to get the pass rush on. Here's the difference. Secondary you gotta throw. cover. You gotta cover the guys. The difference is Pittsburgh wants to throw first. Yeah. And the Jets, to me, they want to run sure. first because they're really good at it. But they couldn't run against us. Now, they lost to the Chiefs. Of course, they had their backup quarterback in then. And I do believe that they think they can get better on the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to let them. I think the thing that we have to do is what we've been doing is come out strong and start racking up points fast. 
Big key, Ben didn't look that mobile The Sunday. key is going to be our offense. Can we score quickly like we have been and put them in a one-dimensional situation where it's just we know they're going to be passing and they're going to be throwing every play, and now we can just sit back and make a play. We're, and we're pretty good at pushing that field. Poppy, you got to admit, this front four and this front seven, they can put push – Oh, that yeah. pal from the middle. Because you got yeah. some pretty good edge rushers. But I love the jelly those guys Williams. and dance. They push from the middle, so it makes it quarterbacks uncomfortable. Guys can't Ben, all those guys, they do love to step up. And when our guys can push from the middle, it's hard for these quarterbacks to step in that pocket. We need to put up a tempo and keep it going until we crush the life out of them. Uh like the Warriors are doing, by the way, to everybody in the NBA. So I just think this game is absolutely winnable, and this is the road to the playoffs, folks. I'm not joking. This is no joke, and I will not laugh about it. This is a very important game. I don't believe they think so. I believe the Raiders are going to us as a game. They're not putting a lot of weight on it. I know Del Rio is keeping it one game at a time, but the Raiders themselves are excited. In the locker room, they are so pumped up. Vic Tafer is back. Vic, good morning. Uh, you know, really want to find out from you, what's the overall confidence and mood of the locker room coming off that big win against the Jets? It's sky high, man. I mean, everyone's uh, really feeling good about themselves right now. And, uh, not too much, though. I, everyone definitely has a focus. I think the coaches done a nice job of saying, hey, we, we can be good. Now we're getting to be good. Let's not get uh, ahead of ourselves and keep through the process. I think they still uh, in practice every day is a good approach. I think everyone thinks they're excited about what's, uh, what's coming ahead. Hi, Nigo. Good enough to join us. Of course, uh, CBS, the uh, Raiders at the Steelers for a big game. And even though we're just uh, seven games into the season, certainly we'll have uh, some playoff implications. Uh, Derek Carr, what's just what's the national buzz around Derek, who's obviously playing some really good football now? Yeah, the buzz is uh, very positive. And here's the thing. When we look at the NFL, it's hard to find quarterbacks that will stay in your system for 10-plus years and be the go-to guy in the face of the franchise. Teams use number one picks on them. Sometimes uh, they push things based on the fact that they see a visual down the road, so certain guys get drafted higher than they probably would be just based on the fact there's a desire, there's a desperate nature to that position. The Raiders last year take Carr in the second round, Everything you've heard, including from Greg and from those within the confines of uh, the Raiders building, was positive, that he's a leader, that he's a gamer, that he's the kind of guy that you can build a team around. The national reaction will not come until the results come. And while you saw improvement in year one, it wasn't enough to push the needle. And the prognosticators still looked at this Raiders team as one that was too young to truly take the next step. Well, the process has sped up because this guy is the real deal. You watch what he does. There's a presence there. And here's the thing. When when you sit down with these potential draft picks, at the quarterback spot in particular, and you go through every throw they've made as a college quarterback, and then you do the interview process, and you look into their eyes, and you try to determine, all right, are we willing? Are we willing to say that this is the guy? That's a big leap of faith, and it doesn't work out that often. This one is working out. It's it's really been a pleasure to watch this kid develop so quickly. And I know from the people that are close to him and just meeting him last year in London, 
uh, what the upside is, and I'm, I'm impressed, really impressed. There's a reason why the Raiders are gaining some traction on the national level. And here's the other part, too, guys, and you, you guys are so close to it that you know, sometimes you can't even see it when, when you're in it. I think the rest of the league recognizes it's a positive when the Raiders are good. This is a good thing for the NFL when the Raiders are competitive and the Raiders are one of the big games of the week. Uh, this is a big week for this team. It really is. The cross-country flight and the competition, considering they're taking on a vulnerable Steeler team, this is one of those games where, I hate to put it in these terms, but you do find out about a team. Uh, not to say that it's all on this game to make the playoffs. It isn't. There will have plenty of chances based on the way the AFC is rounding up. But this is one of those litmus test games where you say, okay, uh, let's let's get a closer look at, at what they're all about. Well, obviously the CBS execs think it's a big game. They put Iron Eagle and Dan Fouts <laughs> on the game. How, and it is the early one of the early games, but how, how much of the country will will get this game? Do you know yet, Ian? Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think I think it's large. I think it's in in that sixty sixty five percent range. I believe wow. uh, that's that's the number I heard early in the week. Great stuff. Have a uh, great call. Have a great call with the uh, games you have leading up to it, and uh, we'll enjoy. Thanks. Guys, looking forward to it. Greg, see you I'll Sunday. See you, I'll see you Sunday. Yeah. Right there. Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give me one. Give me one Raider touchdown Raiders eye. Come on. Touchdown Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. If you do that on the game on Sunday, I'll buy you dinner right after. <laughs> I'll have to practice. I'll practice. Fouts, Fouts won't let you. Yeah, he won't, let, won't you. let you. He'll smack you. He'll smack you. <laughs> I got a backhanded slap. Yes, yeah. you will. And in this segment, the prognosticating prognosticator of all time, Mr. $50 Word. You know, I've been listening to this guy for a long time. It's time that he has his comeuppance, as he would say himself. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, police. The $50 word man is eating every single crumb of his words, folks. A consummate hater and slinger of such phrases as a debacle. The worst franchise in history. I mean, if you'd listen to this bonehead, you'd think the Raiders never came out from the Stone Age that we were the Lions, that we'd never done crap in the league. It's a place where players go to die, he says. Yes, we've had our ups and our downs, but Stephen A. Smith has firmly kept his dirty shoe on the neck of the Oakland Raiders consistently anytime I've heard first take ESPN. And let me tell you, it's wonderful to hear this from this bonehead, I think you'll enjoy it. Go ahead, Randy. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Derek Carr has the Raiders somewhere they haven't been since 2011, above 500. The Raiders offense dominated the Jets defense in a 34-20 win. After winning just 11 games the past three years, the Raiders are one of five AFC teams with a winning record. The Jets have now lost two in a row and are also four in three. Stephen A., which of these teams has a better shot at making the playoffs? Well, I don't think there's any question it's the Oakland Raiders, and I don't even need to take really? a look at this. Really? Wow, you surprised me. I, I'm surprised myself. I didn't expect them to look like that. But when you look at the Oakland Raiders, um, these brothers are impressive, man. I just got to give it up. I mean, again, you know, they've been a model of ineptitude, if not worse, uh, since they went to the Super Bowl back in 2002 with Rich Gannon and those boys as their quarterback. They've been an absolute embarrassment. I felt that Hugh Jackson should have always maintained their coach. They were 8-8 eight and eight under him. Mm -hmm. That's the only time they played 500 ball. Other than those two seasons, in the last 12 years or so, the Oakland Raiders haven't won more than five games in a season, with the exception of those two. That's just flat-out pathetic. And I was one of those guys that, you know, believed there needed to be wholesale changes. Uh, but nevertheless, they are impressive right now. This kid, Murray, can play. Had 113 yeah. yards rushing yesterday. Averaged better than five and a half yards a carry. Amari uh, Cooper is a stud. Mm -hmm. This this young brother mm -hmm. is special. And Crabtree isn't too bad for these guys either. Let's give yep. credit where yeah. credit is due. He looks like a different quarterback now that mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick is not throwing him the ball. I also think it's time to give Jack Del Rio a little bit of love mm -hmm. because he seems to be doing a really good job mm -hmm. being old school, knowing the game, knowing the opponents the way that he does sure. because he's been around so long and having a second chance after being a head coach in Jacksonville, after being a defensive coordinator under John Fox in Denver. Now he's there in Oakland. And he's doing a good job thus far. And last but not least, Derek Carr is the best quarterback of his draft yeah. class thus far. Better than Blake Bortles, yeah. better than Johnny Menzel, better than Teddy Bridgewater. And there needs to be some executives who should answer, particularly Houston, who forbid Bill O'Brien and those guys to take Derek Carr from what I was told because of David Carr, his brother, and what a bust he was once upon a time in Houston. They didn't want another car. Mm -hmm. The owner didn't want another car coming up yep. in there because he was fearful it was going to embarrass mm -hmm. the organization. Well, he messed up there, and he messed up things for Bill O'Brien. The Oakland Raiders, I'm not there yet. But I'm going to give them some love and some credit and acknowledge that this team has a legitimate shot, as you said, mm -hmm. weeks ago to make the playoffs. Yeah, I got to give skip, you props on that. Skip, it's Appreciate because that. of Derek Carr, mm -hmm. and it's because of Amari Cooper and Derek Carr in that offense. They can do some things. They can do some but things. But you, you believed mention, in this team since I, day one, and I, I doubted did. you. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. You didn't mention the leader of this team, especially the leader of the defense at yeah. 38 years of age. Justin. Charles Woodson oh, yeah. is playing as, as great a football as any 38-year-old defense. Heisman Trophy play. candidate when Peyton wow. Manning, you know, when Peyton Manning was in Tennessee, and here he is in, in the next millennial, and he's doing what he's, he's still doing. Still doing it. Un unbelievable. So in closing, I cannot believe that a man with the magnitude of education that Stephen A. Smith acquired to his long history of basketball and sports, reporting that he has the gall to say such things about a great franchise with a great history and now a great future. Stephen A. Smith, you are, well, I haven't had an asshole in a month for a while, so let me just throw that on you, bro. <laughs> Welcome to the education of the Raider Nation, partner. The Raiders are back. You're going to be eating a lot more crow than that, along with everybody else. 
I just thought I'd point you out first, bro. And that is all I have to say about Were that. Were born an asshole? Or did you work at it your whole life? Either way, it worked out fine. Because you're an It is time for The Bone Line, 1-800-620-7181. You know the number. Come on, ladies. I'm calling you out because I know you're out there because the Raiders are pumped up. The Raider Nation is seriously pumped up, and I got fans out there that got stuff to say, and I got to hear it, and so do you. So let's hear it. Who's first on the line? And our first caller from North Carolina, my good brother, Raider Ruben. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Andy, Raider Nation. This is Ruben from North Carolina calling in. That's what I call a win. From beginning to end, complete. Man, that's, we made the, the number one defense in the league foolish. Derek Carr, four touchdowns running the ball up the middle on the sides. We didn't give it damn. We just we did our job. Man, this was good, you know. Took the special guy out of the game, then I had to face that bastard. Again, sick and tired of seeing that guy. That guy had some type of voodoo magic against us and I'm glad that uh I don't like to see people get hurt, but I was glad to see him get out of the game with an injury. But um man that in that hit that Emerson put on Geno Smith down the sideline. That was lovely. That, that that was just awesome. But uh, overall, great win out to Pittsburgh. Um, I hope to see everybody there. Um, if you got, if anybody's heading up to the, to the game in Pittsburgh, it feels good to have a complete team. I know it, and you can feel it. And anybody there in Pittsburgh, I think the Raider DC Booster Club uh, is in the house. There'll be a bunch more there. Randy's going. Raider Wild's going. Check us out on Facebook. Hit us up. Uh, they're going to be at the game, so maybe the camera will be in the picture. We'll see, brother. Have fun there at Heinz Stadium. I bet you it should be a fun game for the Raider Nation. And next, from hostile territory in Kansas, the Kansas Raider. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Nation. It's Kansas Raider coming at you. Hey, I know y'all just seen that win. It was beautiful, beautiful win. 30-20, Yeah. What I like the most is every team they're playing, they're scoring over 25 points a game, except one. And that was by the best offense, so to say. You know, that's what they say. The Broncos, best offense in the league, whatever. But you see what we're doing. You see what the Raiders are doing. The Raiders are legit people. I've been saying it for the longest time, man. And I really just believe we needed just a quarterback, man. That's a, oh, not a quarterback. We just needed a, a nice coach. Derek Carr was the answer. I said it way, way before, right when we, um picked him up. 
I like their car more than I like Mac. Don't get me wrong, wrong. Mac truck is a beast, but their car is putting the ball where it needs to be. Hey, Raider Nation, be prideful, be happy, be proud of what we're doing. We are legit. We are officially considered a playoff team today. Yes, sir. Six. Six. I'm accepting that right now. No. Keep it going. Be prideful. Be happy. We're on the run. And we might be the best in the AFC West. Well, I know in my heart we're the best in the AFC West because we should have beat the Broncos. I know we're going to beat the Chiefs. And I know we'll beat the chargeless, boltless, nutless Chargers again. You know, <laughs> I don't know about saying that you knew who was going to happen and what was going to go down. I will say this. The hiring of the new coaching staff, the fact that we got these young men in the draft, the fact that the men are, that we got in the draft are not only quality people, they're great players with great physical attributes. You know, this is why not every team goes to the Super Bowl every year, bro. It's because it takes a very special group, not only players, but you have to have the staff behind you and the ownership. It's a package, man, and it just doesn't happen all the time. That's why it's so hard to get back to the show. Thanks for the call, man. And next from Nebraska, my good brother, the Nebraska Raider. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Nation. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Nebraska Raider calling in again, man. I know my first call was just completely out of, out of, out of context. I mean, I was just so excited, but I've been watching the highlights and, and, uh, man, I'm telling you, um, Andre Holmes, man. Andre Holmes, I've liked this cat. I've, I've liked this wide receiver since, since he made that catch in Houston the, the, the week after the, the game after Al Davis passed away. And he made that catch that was ruled out of bounds. He went up, caught it, came inbounds, caught it, and they ruled it out of bounds. If y'all know what I'm talking about, I know it, I know y'all know what I'm talking about, but, he made that catch. I liked him since then. I mean, he, he puts his body on the line. Um, and uh, so Andre Holmes, man, that's my dude. I love him. And uh, I never thought I would be rooting for Crabtree, but, you know, on a side note, hell yes. I like the guy. I love the guy. He's he's, he's uh, fucking balling out. And Cooper, y'all, you already, you already know. So, you know, Cooper's doing what he does. <laughs> and, uh, uh, at the NFL level, ain't nothing new to him. So, right on. But uh, Taiwan Jones, I want, I want to, I want to make this clear. Okay, so Taiwan Jones in the Dennis Allen era of our staff, Taiwan Jones, they decided that he was better off being a DB. Okay, so. He didn't do a whole lot doing a, being in that position. I mean, he's not a defensive back, okay? He came into the league being a, being a running back. So Del Rio and all that, they, they come in. They say, okay, well, we want to take you from being a DB back to being a running back, and we think that we can really utilize your skills there. Well, 
no shit because he's a fucking running back. That's the difference between that fucking staff and this staff. Fuck, why the hell did... I think the only reason that they, that, that they brought in Dennis Allen is because he was going to be a fall guy to the breaking down of the Raiders in order to bring him back up in this new staff. And um, anyway, I'm getting off track. Fuck Dennis Allen. Anyway, fucking Taiwan Jones, man. He's a shit. He's a shit, man. I mean, the past two games, we have utilized his skills. And look what's happened. Touchdowns. Raiders winning. And, I mean, it's just fucking awesome, man. I don't especially play this. It, it, my shit's going way too long, but I love y'all and fucking Raider Nation, man. I can't. Oh, man. God, I got to make it out to Oakland. All right. Anyway, y'all take it easy. Raider Nation, beat Pittsburgh, beat Minnesota. Fuck, man, we can go undefeated the rest of the, rest of the fucking season. The only team that I see us having a, having a triumph with is, is fucking uh, uh, Green Bay, man. Seriously, Green Bay is the only team that I see us having a having a having a problem with. But the way they're playing tonight against the fucking Broncos, and we almost beat the Broncos, so the way they're playing tonight, I think we can beat them. Anyway, go Raiders, Silver and Black, Raider Nation, brother. I'm out. I think we all feel you, especially with the Dennis Allen era, and we could put that to bed right now. And don't have to talk about it ever again. Go Raiders, man. We got a good chance. We got a good team. It feels good. And our next caller, my very good brother, Obi-Wan Raider. Obi-Wan Raider calling in from Magnolia, Texas. What the fuck is up, Raider Green, Raider Randy? How you like them apples, boys? Once again, the defense did its job. Once again, the offense looked good for 3.5 quarters. I am so fucking excited right now. We got the double win, but I got to go on a rant here, Raider Gray. They had that town hall meeting in Oakland the other day, and these fucking bullshit bastards on BSPN are saying that Oakland's going to end up having to go to St. Louis. Suck my balls. Nobody wants to be part of where the St. Louis Lambs used to fucking play. Then on top of that, the reason they give is that San Diego claims that 25% of its fans come from L.A. Uh, I watched the San Diego Raider game. There are more fucking Raider fans in the stadium than San Diego fans. So let's do the math here. If 25% of their fucking fans allegedly come from L.A., that means it should be 75% of their fans in San Diego. And only about 25% of their fans showed up at the fucking game. I heard that the Raiders were still tailgating in the parking lot after the game. Fuck San Diego. Fuck the Rams. Fuck the NFL. If anybody's going to L.A., it's going to be the Raiders. Oakland City Council, you still got a chance to pull this shit the fuck out. I'm so happy with Jack Del Rio and, and what he's been doing. I would like to see the offense continue in the fourth quarter to score some fucking points. See, Bass, you got one fucking job. Don't miss it, all right? Obi-Wan Raider, out. I knew you were going to say this. Suck my balls. 
Yeah, bro, I don't know what to tell you about the L.A. or the St. Louis or the San Antonio or the Tokyo or the London or the Spain or my ass. Wherever they're going is where they're going to be, bro. I can't worry about it. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like your mistress. You know, you, you love her, but you can't really, if she says she's going to leave you, what are you going to do? You just hope that you get to visit her occasionally. It's not like... I'm not having an investment like my wife where, oh, gosh, if she said she was moving to L.A., that would be tragic. It's the Raiders. Whatever they do, I hope it's best for them. I'd love for them to stay in Los, in uh, Oakland. But if they move to L.A. or they move to St. Louis or, you know, China, wherever they go, you can guarantee that Raider Greg will be up in the house as many times as he can get there. So that's what I think about that. The Del Rio coach hiring, as we all knew, I mean, some very few guys didn't like this hire. I love this hire. I love the hire from the very beginning. I wanted them to hire him before, actually. But uh doesn't matter, man. The Raiders have a team, and that's from coaching staff to Talboy. I'm telling you right now, it's all clicking, and it looks good, bro. And our next caller from Rhode Island, Raider John. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, what up? It's Raider John from Rhode Island. Great win. I'm sure everybody's as happy as me. Uh, I'll keep it brief. I just wanted to say a few things. I just wanted to say that the holes were pretty big today for Murray. He did a great job. The line did a great job. Taiwan Jones, great game. And uh, Bill Musgrave, man, he called a great game in the first half especially. At the end, it seems like he's a little un- he was a little unsure of himself. You know, uh, like they didn't know what they wanted to do. They were passing like with three or four minutes left. They should have just ran out the clock. So that, I mean, I can understand they were, they were trying to surprise him and just, you know, but still it seemed they, they seemed a little unsure of themselves at the end of the game, like same, kind of same thing last week. But uh, Derek Carr, man, he's on fire, dude. He hits a different receiver each week. This week it was Holmes. You never know who it's going to be, man. And uh, go Raiders, man. I'm just so happy right now. I'm sure you guys are as happy as me. Hopefully we can continue to keep it rolling. Beat Pittsburgh next week. See you later, Raider Nation. Good shit. Derek Carr. Nine different receivers in this last game. You just don't know where the ball's going, man. You, you got to love it, man. I love it. You got to just love it. I can't wait for Pittsburgh. Great call, brother. And next, deep from Massachusetts, Rada Ed is up in the house. What's going on, bro? This is first-time caller, Raider Ed, calling from Massachusetts. I am excited. I'm pumped. Raider Isaiah flew out from Massachusetts all the way to California to watch the Raiders smash those Jets. I'm excited. I am pumped. Come on, Pittsburgh. Come on. It's going to be three in a row. was able to watch it, and I fucking psyched, psyched, psyched. Hopefully we can get four or five together in a row. Then I'll end up in putting them on DirecTV Sunday ticket because I have boycotted that. Just because they're up and down, they don't come, they don't, the wins don't come like I want, they just give up, well, I don't know, but I'm, it's a new team, 
New Hope. I'm just psyched. So happy birthday, Raider Isaiah. His birthday is on November 3rd. And he went down there, and he saw the victory right at the Oco Coliseum. And like I said, Patsies, you're going down. We're going to meet with you. We're going to meet with you in the tough rule game. We're going to pay you back for that. That's the fuck rule game, but we're going to go back, and we're going to take it. Go Raiders! Out! Now see, there's a proud father's son. Raider Isaiah must have come to the black hole for this particular game. And listen to the excitement in this Raider fan. Listen, this is what we're seeing as a fan base. It's just going to get crazier, man. As we start winning, the Raider Nation is going to be coming out of the woodwork. That's for sure. (laughs) Thanks for the call, bro. Our next caller from Conrad, Montana. You know him as Raider Jakes. He's in the house. What's up, brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Andy, greetings out to all the Raider folks in Raiderland. Just calling in from Conrad, Montana. This is Raider Jakes. I'm very pleased with the way things are going. I happened to be in Salt Lake City, Utah last weekend. Watched Oakland at San Diego. I was impressed, although I kind of thought we played too much prevent at the end. We were trying to give the game away, but, you know, if uh, San Diego would have recovered just one of those onside kick attempts, it might have been a different story, but it turned out for the best. And I'm very happy, and I just figured I'd call in and see how everybody's doing, and go Raiders. Things are looking good. Our Manny Cooper, Carr, definitely a combination for years to come. I am out. Yes, sir, the Carr-Cooper combination along with the Crab. It's uh, it's the three C's. <laughs> what a great vitamin. Uh, the Raiders are doing real well. It's good to see the Raider Nation in such great spirits. And next, Valley Raider from Delano, California, calling in. You got to love it, man. The Raider Nation's all pumped. Raider Gray. Raider Randy. This is Valley Raider calling from Delano, California. And man, just got through watching Jets Raiders game. And what can I say? About a year and a half ago, I was probably saying the same thing you were saying about Veggie McKenzie, but it looks like we were wrong. There's there's a projective, there's projected to be seven of the seven starters coming from the last two drafts of the pick he's made, Derek Carr, Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, Carey, Hayden, Amario Edwards Jr. I mean, you, I, I think I think he's going on and on and on. We look great. Great win. Derek Carr, four touchdowns. I mean, every game is progressing great getting better and better. And, I mean, what can I say about Khalil Mack, Alden Smith, our defense, Charles Woodson, another interception, AFC player of the AFC defensive player of the month, 39 years old, man. I mean, what can you say about the guy? And last thing I got to say is, money, man, you got to call in after the Raiders win, too. I mean, 
every time they lose, you're probably the first guy on the line calling and trashing Derek Carr, getting to the point where you want us to bring back prior. Man, come on, man. You got to give him his props. That's all I got to say. Raider, and I'm out. Yeah, I definitely have to say I was wrong about Reggie McKenzie because his products, the way he brought in, is proving me wrong. And so, you know, you got to eat what you got to eat, and I'm eating it. And as far as Derek Carr, there's no doubt in my mind that he is the future. He continues to do what he does. Uh, this team is being driven by this kid. He is the heart of this team. You can't you can't deny it. And Money Man has spoken, knows it, and he'll say it the next time he calls in, I'm sure. I don't even know if he's on this bone line. I'll have to check it out. But you know that's true. We all know it's true. The proof is in the product on the field, and that's undeniable, bro. Our next caller is a very good caller. He's called in many times before. My good brother, Raider Jesse James. I just want to just say, listen to what he has to say, because it kind of sums up a lot of us here. And his old lady made him go out to the car so they wouldn't disturb the children, I'm sure. But check him out. Check him out. Raider Greg, it's Jesse James out of Dallas, Texas, man. I'm so stoked. I'm in my wife's Camry, and I'm in here, and she says, go ahead and celebrate. I say, I got to yell out. I got to yell out. And you might not put it on the podcast, man. That's okay. The Raider Nation, I'm so fucking stoked. Very great. If it's just between me and you, brother, let me just do this one more time. And I say, God, God, hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. The fuck we do. That felt good. Damn, that felt good, Raider Greg. Damn, that felt good. Shit. So many. Mm, I can go on and go on and go on, and I'm not. But I am happy. A whole Raider Nation is as happy as I am. This is fucking awesome, man. This is fucking awesome. I heard you say in the podcast, you said they got us minus six points where the fuck it is with Vegas. Here we are, Raider Greg. Here we are. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so static. I love you guys. Raider Greg, again, love what you guys do, man. This is so, man, early Christmas present for me. It's just, it's, it's, I'm, 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 Wow. Fuck yeah. Uh, Yeah, man. We're all feeling the same way. That was epic. Uh, I love these moments because they're real. This is is real Raider emotion going down, man. You know it. You felt it. (laughs) It's beautiful, bro. And next, from Ontario, California, my good brother Raider Bass is in the house. What's up? What up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Base, calling from Ontario, California. Um, it was a great win, man. Um, to tell you the truth, I'm so used to us losing, and I don't know what the hell I'm watching. It's uh, a breath of fresh air. 
I see the defense flying around. I see the offense flying around, scoring points. I mean, it's like, whoa, you know, what is this? <laughs> you know, it's like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But hopefully, you know, we can keep this up. And, uh, you know, how all the players are saying, just keep it, you know, one game at a time. So, you know, I hope, I hope for the best. We should be getting uh, Nate Allen back. Um, I see they're starting to play carry a little bit more at um, at cornerbacks. I guess uh, to try to you know get him back into his uh, position. The other thing with um, with Craig, I've been a little upset. Um, I know the Oakland just had their town meetings. Me, I'm born and raised Angelino, 100%. My great grandmother took me to the first Raider game. I was four years old um, at the LA Coliseum, and I've been following them since then. Um, I love the Oakland Raiders. I appreciate the fans up there. You know, for me, I would prefer for them to stay up there. I think the fans up there deserve them. But it just saddens me to have all this hate. All, all this hate that uh, I've been hearing, I've been seeing comments, fuck LA. I know you guys are pissed off, but shit, whatever happened before, that's before. I'm I'm a hardcore fan just like you guys. I know my shit just like you guys. You know, I put in my money just like you guys. I'm a hard worker just like you guys. So just because I live a couple of miles south doesn't mean that I'm different from you guys. It just means that I grew up and was born in a different area. That doesn't make me any less of a Raiders fan. There's a couple things I want to comment on here. First of all, I feel you when you say, you know, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, because this is how we've been for 11 years. And it's a long time to watch a team struggle, have some really good moments, but then go back down into the basement, just come up to look outside a little bit, then go back down. This is totally not that. This is a great, refreshing thing. I'm telling you, everybody in the stands that I sit with, we all said the same thing this game. What a trip to see a productive team that you know can go anywhere and beat anybody at any time. That is something we haven't seen in a long time. I'll say that for sure. That's something I noticed as well. As far as the L.A., Oakland thing. And I've heard this from a couple fans. I guess Oakland fans. I didn't go to the meeting. I didn't go to the meeting because I knew it was going to be a dog and pony show. This is my opinion, mind you. I know a lot of guys went and they did their best. And I understand that. I didn't go because I wasn't going to drive down there and say what a million other people are saying. Yeah, I want them to stay. It's not up to me. It's not up to them. The NFL's full of bullshit, trying to let everybody know or think. You know, it's the facade of fairness, bro. That's what it's about. They're going to go wherever they go. If the Raiders go to San Antonio, I don't say fuck all the San Antonio fans or fuck the Oakland fans or fuck the St. Louis Raider fan. Listen, you're a Raider fan because you you are part of the, the nation. Us up here, you down there, there's no difference. <laughs> you be standing next to me here or in Los Angeles or San Antonio or wherever they may go, 
It's not going to matter after it's said and done. People's feelings are emotional. People are saying some stupid things. I don't agree with it at all. Like I said, I'm over it. I got pissed. I realized that, you know, it's out of my hands. It's out of your freaking hands. Just stay together because that's what it's about. It's about the Raider Nation wherever they go. Trust me, the parking lot will be full of great friends, great fans, and a good time for everybody, no matter where the hell you came from. I agree, bro. It's too much. Just let it go. It's going to go wherever it goes, but don't get emotional. Don't worry, because it's just a bunch of hot air, bro. And next is Raider fan NC from North Carolina. What is going on, man? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider fan NC from North Carolina, the Twitter warrior. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Me and Money Man have been having our battles on Twitter about Derek Carr all summer long. And he's just going to have to fess up. The boy can play. I've seen it in him. I know he's a little bit hurt over 12 prior, not being on the team and all of this bullshit. But look, he's just going to have to give it up. You know, Carr can play. And not only can he play, He's playing better than anybody's expectations. Mine, his, even yours, Ritter Greg, you didn't expect Derek Carr to get out there and be able to pass the ball around like he's done over these last few weeks. He's gotten a lot better. He's learned from his mistakes, and he's killing teams, punishing teams. We got the weapons to do it, and he's using every single weapon. Money man, give it up to him. You know what I'm saying? Start saying some nice stuff or something. You know, because Terrell Pryor, truth be told, couldn't even dream of doing that shit. But that's my boy. I'm going to lay off him a little bit. But anyway, the whole team is getting better and better each week. Look at the defense. We don't have great linebackers, but look at how they're playing. That's coaching. Look at how DBs are playing. We're moving people around. We got Kerry playing safety. We got DJ Hayden playing great at corner, or pretty good, decent for him. (laughs) But, man, look at the coaching. And look at the coach. Look at what good coaching is doing for our offense. The whole team is playing consistent, and that's nothing but culture, man. I'm so happy. Look, nobody, nobody wants to face us. And, yes, I am giving them hell on Twitter. All of these haters, I'm giving them hell. All you Jets fans, sorry, but uh, giving you hell on Twitter. Stephen A. Smith in the media, Greeny. Ron Jarowski, I'm tweeting them all. I had to give them a little hell. But y'all can uh, catch me on Twitter, Raider Fan NC, and, and send all of that, Raider Greg. Happy about the team. Keep doing what you do, and I'm out. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, I agree. 
Uh, Carr has improved every game. He's gotten better and better. Uh, I was not sure to crown him too early, but I will tell you now, as it stands, the young man is a baller. He can sling the rock like nobody I've seen in silver and black in over a decade, for sure. He also has a, a cast, a cast members that help him to do his thing. The offensive line, to the defense, to the special teams. We have a football team that we could be proud of for a change. Thank goodness uh, the quivering and quibbling amongst us should go down to a low hum because everything else is going to be high fives and let's stay alive for the rest of the season. So we, as we go into the playoffs, I'm not kidding, man. This team can make it to the playoffs this year, and that I could not ever say in the past decade. Thanks for the call, bro. And next from the United Kingdom, my very good brother, the Surface Raider. I love this guy. He's very sharp. I love his calls. What's up, bro? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Uh, this is the Surface Raider calling from the UK. It's uh, It's been a while since I've called, mostly due to work, but uh, it's been good to watch the start of the season. Um, I think we're at a very interesting point. Um, what I'm seeing is an extremely well-coached team, which we haven't seen before. Uh, we haven't seen that for a long time, actually. Um, there isn't really any aspect of the way they're, they're playing the three phases of football I don't like at the moment. Um, I think that we've got the ideal guy to build a team around in car. He's the quarterback that I, the type of quarterback I've always wanted. Um, stays in the pocket, looks down the field, got a big arm on him. You can build a power running game around that. Um, we've definitely, you know, yeah, Reggie's put a good team together here. He's avoided some traps early on. Um, he, he's drafted some shit in the last two years. What drafted actually, I'll be honest, he's bought in some free agent shit in the last two years. But none of it has cost us any money um, on the cap going forward. So he's actually building the frame of a good team and he's got money to build on. Um, I really like the Ken Norton Jr. Um, head coach defense. I think that's really good. I think those two guys are working well together. The thing I've seen as this season goes through is fewer fuck-ups um, with alignments. Now that is when you start to get apart on fucking difficult defense to understand. And I can now see why why CO didn't, uh, didn't make the cut and was on his way out anyway. Um, now we're getting towards the halfway point. There are a few alignment mistakes, which is good to see. Um, the offense, I have no qualms about. I think we're in a very good place there. Um, the defense, I think, will run out of juice. Um, concerns about the secondary, but actually, this isn't you know this isn't the year we're pushing the button. This is this is still a building year. What we've got now is young guys in the right places. Um, a coaching staff will understand what they're doing, and I think we'll be here for some time, which will give us the stability we need. And I think what we're watching now are the opening salvos of our time. Um, and I expect this team to be good to watch for 10 years going forward from here, provided that the right things happen and Reggie continues to draft well. Um, anyway, that's all I've got to say. It's, it's easy to get up and down on the roller coaster week to week. Um, I tremendously enjoyed the game against the Jets last night and, uh, and fuck you, San Diego, the week before. Um, yeah, these are good times, and I think they're going to get better. Anyway, um, that's all I've got to say. I'll wrap it up now. Go Raiders. Search Raider on out. Absolutely. A trio to build around 
and as far as pushing the button goes, you know what? Freakier things have happened. Who knows where the Raiders could go from here? Uh, I'm not one to say that we couldn't go deep into the playoffs. We not, might not make it, but as far as I can see, as long as these guys continue to play and don't get injured, we have a good shot at beating anybody on any Sunday. Uh, something I couldn't say for a very, very long time. It's very refreshing. Uh, I think the roller coaster of the Raiders has finally planed out and it's starting to just go up instead of going down. Uh, the going downs, I don't see uh, very many of them here in the not-too-distant future. So um, thanks for the call and the wisdom, brother. It's always good. Our next caller, Raider, Dan from KC. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Woo! This is Raider Dan from KC. Man, man, man. You know, I still didn't get to see my game on TV, but I listened to it. All I heard was, Touchdown Raiders! I didn't get tired of it. Didn't get tired of it at all. All the things pissed me off, but that's all right. You know, the nation know where I'm going with this. Podcast, BSPN, fucking NFL Network. They kind of gloss over our highlights. Talked about what the Jets didn't do. That's all right. That's all right. But everybody want to hang on. Our quarterback, Derek Carr, ball. Hey, we already knew he was good. And he's getting better. 300 here. Three touchdowns there. 300 here. Four touchdowns there, no interception. Hey, money man, I love when you call in. I love hearing you, man. But you need to call in and give him props. You know, don't wait till he takes us to the playoffs and you want to be all on his ball. But anyway, go Raiders! Yeah. Well, definitely, money man can't wait till later to get on his balls. He better get on him right away. <laughs> Ah, that's funny, bro. Yes, Derek Carr is starting to raise some eyebrows here in the NFL and the ESPN. And like I said, Rich Gannon even counted us out with Jaworski and all those other assholes who counted us out for the Jets game like we didn't have a chance. They're all starting to eat some crow feathers too, bro. I love it. All right. I love this guy. Raider D from the IE is in the house. What's going on, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, it's your boy Raider D from the IE calling to chime in, give my two cents. I haven't called in a little bit because, you know what, things have been going along so well. I think um, we're sitting and watching and witnessing the coming together of a freaking football dynasty. Look at this fucking team, baby. Our, our quarterback, position is set. I don't think we need to have any more conversations about quarterback because right now we get to, we're watching a guy wearing our uniform ascend to the top, uh, 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 you know, that top level. He's got a little more stuff to do before we can say, okay, he's a top-tier quarterback, but he's showing right now that he, he has the arm and he has the fucking uh, uh, skills to get to that level. He's managing a team right now, and, I mean, he's doing it like a fucking professional. Uh, running back position, we're looking good. Latavius Murray, 113 yards, made it look easy. You know, shit. I mean, I, I, I thought they went away from the running game because the passing game was so, so 
just we just ripped them guys a new ass out there, man. Um, shit, got me over here befuddled, baby. Let's talk about defense. Our defense right now is looking good. I think our numbers earlier in the season probably have us somewhere in the middle of the pack, but we're shutting down some motherfuckers. These guys here came in. We knocked uh, uh, Fitzpatrick right out, and you know what? Got to go, got to go. Shit. We needed to get him out of there, and that worked to our benefit. I think we were going to whoop their ass anyway, but you know what? <laughs> You're playing the Raiders, baby. You should be ready to fucking take some time off anyway. Take it off today, bitch. Um, we look good, baby. Shit. I got out there and enjoyed myself. Didn't get around to see you uh, this time, Greg. I was, man, I, I, I did the club seating thing, you know. A friend of mine told me, you got to try club level. I had never done that in Oakland. And uh, now I'm spoiled. I think I might do that again. Anyway, Raider Nation, baby, we're looking good. A couple more of these, you know, showing everybody we can blow some people out now. Um, I don't care if they ever say anything about the Raiders on on uh, fucking um, ESPN. Shit. You know what? Make your name without those bitches. Raiders, baby. Yes, sirree, man. It is sure nice to have a team playing as well as this. And yeah, I you know, I don't want to hear about any other quarterbacks or what we gotta do. We have some fine tuning, maybe. But as far as the nucleus goes, I'm feeling good about this team and the coaching and the way they're calling the plays and the defense. Man, you gotta love it and stay in there and uh just watch what happens because uh, the whole NFL has gotten a wake-up call. And, yeah, you know what? Those guys are going to talk about us. They're going to be dripping sweet honey out of their mouth about how the Raiders are great and here they come. And they're going to be all that shit. But, you know, right behind them has got that forked tongue that's full of shit ready to, you know, shit on us. They're right there. So you know and I know that the Raiders are coming and you, I would, I just can't wait to watch these big mouths have to spit it out. I love it. And next is the ancient raider calling from the city up in the house. What's up, Raider Greg? This is Asian Raider uh, from Fremont, California, currently calling from the city. And I am still smiling from yesterday's game. Oh, my goodness. What a game. All three phases were dominant. Well, maybe except for the fourth quarter, but at least it wasn't as bad as uh, last week against San Diego. But that's a, that's a start. And honestly, like, the only thing I'm waiting now is uh, for us to start completely decimating and dominating opponents from here on out. And a couple of uh, – actually, two points that I uh, – I wanted to uh, mention of the game. I think I, I think a good uh, point of uh, there was a point during the game when uh, when Charles Woodson intercepted that ball, and then he started he uh, went right up to the sideline and started chanting Raiders, the Raiders chant with uh, the whole crowd. That was and I was I was watching it from TV, so I didn't really get to see the whole thing. But like, even then, it was still a sight to see and something that I remember uh, for a long time, forever even, and. And also, uh, to end it, uh, I just found out that uh, the left tackle for the donkeys, uh, Ty Sombrero's, uh, Sombrero, whatever the fuck he is, he's uh, currently out for the season with an injury. So, 
And hopefully by the time uh, our matchup against the Bronx, the Donkeys comes up, and we're going to decimate their ass. Because we were so close last time, I could I could have smelted it. Anyways, have a good one, guys. Go Raiders. You know, that's a great point because I didn't bring it up. Woodson, after the interception, went right to the Raiders' sideline. Raiders' side of the field and let everybody have some love. It was a great moment. It was a great time to be at the Coliseum, man. You better get your ass in a seat if you have any implications or frustrations or intentions of getting to the black hole. Because as the Raiders start to win... It's going to get crazy on up in there, and it's a good time to get a ticket for show. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have the Portuguese bomber coming to drop a bomb on the bone line. What's going on, girlfriend? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? This is Raider Nicole, the Portuguese bomber. Holy shit. That was a hell of a game. I am so cautiously excited for the rest of this season. Let's take on the Squealers. We got this. On to the next one. Later. You see how she says cautiously excited because cautiously is the key here. We all have got to be cautious because we've seen the roller coaster. I think the roller coaster is over. I think we're just headed up, honestly. So let's just keep looking up and hope that that happens. Thanks for the call, girlfriend. And next is Raider Malik from Tucson. I like this guy. Very cerebral. What's up, bro? Hi, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Malik from Tucson calling after the wonderful victory over the New York Jets. This team keeps on improving. This is what we've been needing to see. Uh, this game, they actually tried to keep the pedal to the metal, keep putting on points late in the game. The announcers were acting like they were maybe gassed out a little bit. I don't know if they're gassed now. It just seemed like they sputtered for a couple possessions, um, a little bit of confusion, um, maybe a couple of bad calls. That's all right. Defense played well. Uh, New York looked shocked. Uh, they didn't expect what they received on the field that day, which was a straight-out beatdown. Got to fucking love it. I mean, Hey, we're above 500. Uh, it's two in a row again, twice in the same season. That's that's insane. Um, I just uh, I'm just kind of speechless, man. I mean, the, the way this team is turning it around this year, it's freaking wonderful. You know, it's 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 really great to be able to look forward to each game and walk away with a smile on your face, um, even in losses. You know, we had some disappointing losses. That's the only disappointing thing about about this season is, honestly. We could be fucking six and one, man. Um, if we just showed up earlier in the season, um, you know the Bengals. I guess I'll just yeah, we'll leave the Bengals alone. But uh, the Bears and the Broncos were winnable games. We just didn't. We just didn't do. What we had to do. Uh, just bad, bad scheming, bad calls. Um, coaching was was screwing up a little bit. Players were screwing up. But that's in the past. We're moving on. Um, Stephen A. Smith actually projected that we'll win ten ten wins this year. That's Fucking insane. I mean, we're starting to get love from the media. That's, I mean, what's going on? I mean, hell freezing over or what? You know what I'm saying? But uh, let's get to the game. Derek Carr was wonderful. When a guy has time, the guy is a really good quarterback. And I heard a stat uh, a few weeks ago saying if he gets like 2.6 seconds 
time in the pocket. Like there's only five quarterbacks in the entire league that are better than him. I think it's Brady, Rodgers, Roethlisberger, and uh, I can't remember the other two. I think Manning and I think one more. I can't remember the other the other one. But um, I mean that's I mean what else can you say? They they played well. The attitude is there. Uh, the defense is showing up. Uh, secondary is is performing. Uh, we're getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I'd like to see more from Khalil Mack. It seems like he's getting double teamed a lot. The guy's got some problems, but he's not getting the stats that we would like. But that'll come. Uh, I mean, this 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 was a great game, and uh, I'm I'm so excited right now. I'm so excited. This team is really on the right track, and that's all you really could ask for. Uh, Latavius Murray actually showed up, had a good game. He still runs pretty upright, as you said before. But at least he was getting some yards. He looked like he wanted the ball, like he wanted to get down the field, like he had a purpose. Uh, that's that's great. That's all you can ask for. Um, Crabtree, a couple drops. Uh, I don't understand that. Amari Cooper, a couple drops. I don't understand that. These guys are good players, and Cooper's a great player. Uh, he just needs to stay focused all the time. I don't understand why he's dropping passes. But uh, they need to definitely give him the ball more. He didn't really have a lot of stats. But they need to give him the ball more. they got to keep working him into the offense. I don't understand why he disappears like that. But hopefully that will change throughout the season. Um Next game is definitely against the Steelers. I think the rest of the season, we got a lot of a lot of winnable games, man. We just gotta make sure we show up each game, play what we gotta, you know, play the way we can play, do what we gotta do, and uh, things can happen. So I'm I'm fucking excited. Um, just had to call in and say that. Great fucking victory, ecstatic. You know, I was actually at home watching it on TV by myself because it was on TV here in Tucson, which was wonderful. Had my little brews, hanging out with my dog, being rowdy, nice and loud. Fucking love it. So, uh, looking forward to the next game. And, uh, yeah! Victory, baby! Yes! Go Raiders! Raider Nation! This is Raider Malik, Tucson. I'm gone. Peace. It is amazing now that the mainstream media, I mean, I mean, Stephen A. Smith, I did a segment just because of the hatred that he spewed against the Raiders. I mean, there was no way... The Raiders will ever see the playoffs this year. I mean, that <laughs> that fact that just yesterday that he ate every feather on that crow was priceless. And I love it. And the Raiders are doing well. Thanks to the call, man. I'm pumped just like you should be. It's a great feeling, huh? Been a long time. Well, the Raiders are going to Pittsburgh. They're going to Heinz Field, and I think they can kick ass there as well. I think this team is not that emotional roller coaster team. I don't think it's that hot and cold team. I think this team means business. They were serious in this game against the Jets. They cracked some skulls, baby. The defense is flying, it's hitting. The offense is moving the chains, getting down there and getting touchdowns. Touchdown, touchdowns. We have a team, we have a purpose, we have a coaching staff, and now we have the rest of the season to see how it pans out. How freaking exciting is that that we have an opportunity to see the playoffs? I swear, it's been too long, but I'll take it right now, Raider Nation. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.